Welcome back to Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi and the Next Generation every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your hosts, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are tired, but also recapping season two, (laughs) episode 18, titled Fight for Your Right. But before we dive into this episode, we're going to start with some trivia for Terry after some much annoying uh, technical difficulties. Oh my God, they, you know, today drained me. (laughs) Insert TikTok clip. Every time I think that TikTok sound, just, I think of that and it's just like, yes, this is my life, but all right. Embodiment. (laughs) So for my trivia, who threw the second piece of food? Was it Jimmy? It was Jimmy at oh. Toby, but then it hit Paige. Look oh, my God. Because I'm over here thinking that Emma, does would Emma have counted in that scenario? So Emma never actually threw any food. It's because she was pulling the plate yes. or whatever. And okay. I think it was Toby who ended up throwing like the first one, but I'm not sure. I think I actually say so later, but we'll see. That's funny. What kind of hoodie is Spinner going to buy? I have no clue. I just know how much it is because I was laughing really hard at the fact that it said $120 Canadian. (laughs) Right. It was a triple five soul, which I'm not even sure. Is that, hang on, is that a brand? Triple five soul. Yes. How much do the hoodies cost now? Because $120 in 2000 and what, three? And now everything is hiked up times 10. I don't know if they actually, if this is actually a thing. Because I just went to the website and it's not a real website. Um, Yeah, it's saying that it relaunches in like a million days. (laughs) Triple Five Group is a conglomerate based in Alberta, Canada, which specializes in, it sounds like it's not a thing. Triple Five Soul, oh wait. Triple Five Soul is a clothing company in the United States, Europe, Australia, Canada, and Japan. It was founded in 1989. But this is like some other random website. Okay, wait. Triple Five Soul's headquarters is located in um, I don't know, whatever. The brand has been worn repeatedly by characters throughout the Canadian television series Degrassi. <laughs> Okay, but where can I buy a hoodie? Apparently on Poshmark, girl. They got mad of it for resale and it's only like $10. <laughs> okay, so it did not retain value. Not at all. I would have thought it would have like doubled or tripled, but not at all. <laughs> They're on Urban Dictionary. The big urban clothing line originated in New York. Kind of pricey, but nice clothing. Some shirts say Brooklyn Soul or NY Soul. It can be found at Up Against the Wall or Nordstrom or some other places. But that was back in 2005. That's funny. I see a triple five soul men's logo hoodie at Saks off fifth for 
Okay, so not one hundred twenty nine dollars. Nope. <laughs> yes, I see what you're saying. Well, do you see all the resale ones? <laughs> right. Y'all tried. Anyway, so now you guys learned where you can get a triple five sole hoodie yourself that you will not have to do what Spinner did. Um, do we have any tidbits this week? No, I will count that as my tidbit because That's, life. That was a good one. All right, let's yeah. go ahead and get started because we tired. <laughs> In our opening scene, Emma is practicing a presentation with Mr. Radich regarding GMO foods in the cafeteria. We find out that Spike is out of town for a hairdresser's conference, hopefully so she can find out how to not give terrible perms. So this got me wondering, and I couldn't find the answer, because I may remember that she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Was Amanda Septo actually pregnant? Like, is her absence from this episode so she could deliver her real baby? Does she have any children? I couldn't find the answer to any of these questions, but I just thought that you guys would wonder that I was wondering. Yeah, I think I had the same thought when I was like, wait, remembering she's pregnant and remembering the last time we saw her was what? The Sean episode post-wedding? Right. So she just kind of disappears and we never, but they didn't even talk about the baby when they were at dinner with Sean, right? So she's just Not MIA, really. right? Yeah, and I couldn't, like, I I mean, probably maybe if I looked harder, I don't know if she has an Instagram, everybody else in her series does, mm-hmm. but it's like, I couldn't find out a lot of information about her. So there it was. She was just gone. I, did however and we talked about this a couple episodes ago because this is when i record or watched and and recapped this episode i did find out that she thought kissing on camera was really uncomfortable and she didn't like doing it as a teenager so she advocated for herself once to have a kiss removed from the episode and she actually won which adds to my crusade against child actors kind of like being forced to have first experiences on camera if they're not really like totally all for it even honestly, it feels unfair to kind of ask because, of course, if I'm working a job, I'm going to feel pressure to do it to maintain the job. So mm-hmm. I don't want to rub anything the wrong way. And I think that's kind of a big part about being in the industry is you want to say yes to a lot of things because you don't want to be marked as difficult. So just my crusade against forcing child actors to do things that they shouldn't have to do for their first time on set or at all. Yeah. They're children. Yeah, I can hope or imagine that maybe she had the conversation with Emma because we know that that was her first on-screen kiss, but maybe she agreed to it. Right. Yeah, maybe. But uh, anyway, Emma gets to go to school and all of her classmates gas her up about in preparation for her presentation with Mr. Radich. We'll swap over to plot B. Craig and Marco are discouraging Spinner from getting a job in the cafeteria when Jimmy approaches the group in a new outfit. He tells him that his dad took him shopping as a belated birthday gift. I just want to highlight that the gift was probably belated because, as we saw last season, Jimmy's parents probably weren't available on his actual birthday this year either. What if it's a belated gift from that birthday from last season? (laughs) I mean, as trifling as they are, it probably is. Right. Later that day, Spinner is looking up Jimmy's sweatshirt online. $120. Oh, did you say 129? I may have just rounded. He notices (laughs) that Jimmy got an MP3 player as well. Jimmy kind of brushes off Spinner's excitement, and it comes across that he's not excited about it because he's used to having nice things. But I think it was kind of possible that the real reason he wasn't impressed was because he knows his dad is basically trying to buy his love. I had the same exact thought. Because he he never comes off as flashy because I think he knows it's like a how would you put it, like a bargaining chip or literally just right. a guilt trip? 
Right. Because, I mean, it's not like you said it was just a birthday gift. It was a belated birthday mm-hmm. gift. Oh, my dad kind of went all out. And, again, he's just not, Is you know, it's, it's not really what he wanted. What he wanted was to have dinner and pizza with his parents. And what he got was a shopping trip that he didn't ask for. With For an MP3 player, which is cool, but also he didn't ask for. So. Yeah, they're literally being materialistic to, like, make up for their absence. But I think I also realized, for the most part, like, it's not necessarily Jimmy's choice. He's just really on the receiving end. And I think that's why he's not flashy about it, because he knows what he's actually missing out on by not having right. his family there. Right. I agree. Um, Later that day. Nope, not that. <laughs> wasn't a saying. Oh, so he's not excited about it, like. Because as we said, he'd rather have just spent time with his parents, but instead he got all that crap. We will never know what was going on, but he ends the conversation by telling Spinner, sucks to be you, which leaves Spinner feeling real sour. Emma is presenting with Ashley and Nadia, Blackhold, regarding removing GMO foods from the cafeteria. Emma suggests that GM foods might be harmful because they use scorpion DNA, allegedly. As an aside... I looked into this because I was curious. Scorpion and snake DNA was used to make plants, such as tomatoes specifically, resistant to certain viruses. So theoretically, this means that more of the crop produced is able to be maintained. My source for that information was Wikipedia, so take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) I did not look that thoroughly into it. But I will say that it was really hard to find information, like, right off the top of the bat because a lot of the websites were, like, fear-mongering websites designed to be like scorpion dna's in your tomatoes so i went to wikipedia just to make it easy on myself um but in theory this should kind of like in theory it would mean less opportunity for food shortage and a greater potential to provide sustenance to everyone who needs it but unfortunately obviously we know that we live in a capitalist society where we hoard resources so that's not what happens but it should mean better crop so yes it is in it but here's why Mm-hmm. But, like, the point is that, like, in theory, GM foods should be viewed as a good thing. And the only argument against them, as evidenced by Emma, I mean, at this point in time, since, I mean, I also looked into it briefly. So if you have more recent reputable data, I'm willing to take it into consideration. But the information I looked at and consistent with Emma's argument is basically the only argument against them is that we just don't know the long term consequences. So it's like, yeah, we take DNA from scorpions and whatever, but like that's, I don't know. But like to add to that, it's just kind of like the absence of knowledge is not really proof of information, but mm-hmm. it will it will lead an entire anti-vax movement if you let it, which is it really like I heard it and I heard kind of my dad in my ear being like, but we don't know the long-term effects. We don't know the long-term effects. And that's exactly what Emma was saying about GM foods. Yeah, I was just going to say, too, I feel like that conversation for some people is probably like that reminds them of the fact that people are like that with the vaccine or with new things. Like we start to hear that more recently where it's like, yeah, we never knew the effects, though. Like a lot of us are still here and our parents are still here. And we don't know what's in them and anything can have negative side effects. Like it's not really that we don't know. Like obviously anything can have a negative side effect. Right. that is it. One in one million is one in one million. And I'm really sorry to that one in one million, but that one in one million is a lot less than three and three out of five. So right. anyway, so Mr. Radich highlights that organic foods are expensive with cutbacks and that GM foods haven't been proven to be harmful. So he's going to stick with the food that they already have. 
Later that day, Sean tells Emma that if she doesn't like the food, then she shouldn't eat it. Emma wants people to know what they're eating. But actually, after the whole COVID vaccine debacle, I can better understand why Radich was really tired of Emma. Because it's just like, (laughs) bitch, bitch. But anyway, she argues that she wants people to know what they're eating. But my argument is, because again, I was super annoyed with her this episode. Just because scorpion, Scorpio, whatever DNA, Scorpio, Scorpion <laughs> DNA is used to prevent the spread of viruses amongst the crops doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. Because for one thing, people actually eat scorpions as food. Like I can, I can eat a scorpion straight to protect me. Like anyway, like I can go <laughs> certain places and eat a scorpion. So yeah. like when you know that that is fact. And I mean, I guess I didn't see the well-being of the people who are actually eating scorpions as delicacy. But the point is that she's like fear-mongering everyone. Well, there's a scorpion DNA in it. And she, then she does it later because she says, she tells Sean that um, apples might have fish DNA in them. To which Sean replies, that's messed up. But why? Right. Do we not, do we not eat fish? Yeah. This was funny to me because this is, this conversation with, Sean reminded me like this is how like rumors and like false information gets spread right because what Sean picked up from that is literally what you just said right where it's like apples got apples have fish stuff in them well what like you know what I mean like that's not super detailed so you're telling this to Sean who's not gonna look into it further but is going to back you up and will now tell people that the apples at school have fish fish stuff in them (laughs) right and it's just like are you vegan Sean because you can come at me from like an allergy standpoint yes you can't really come I really don't care to hear like the dietary restrictions based off of preference like you can hear me on like dietary preferences or dietary restrictions based off of need I'll even allow you to come in with religion. But for like, I'm just vegan for the hell of it. And I can't eat these apples because they allegedly have fish DNA in it. I don't want to hear it. Right. I don't want to hear it. There are no facts involved there. And if that's the case, if you are vegan by preference, then your ass can go get yourself some organic apples and bring them to school yourself. There you go. Problem solved. Episode over. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so it's like, anyway, so it, Sean has entirely misinterpreted Emma's message and he's gassing her up as well. Mm-hmm. Don't back down. Don't let Radage shut you up. Meanwhile, Spinner's wearing another outfit which brings Marco's attention. When asking Jimmy if his parents will adopt him, Jimmy states that they already host Spinner enough. Oh wait, my bad. Jimmy's wearing another outfit that brings Marco's attention. So then Marco says to Jimmy, God, will your parents adopt me? And Jimmy states that They already host Spinner enough as it is, so they're not seeking another son. (laughs) Marco uses this as an opportunity to bring attention to the fact that Spinner has worn the same sweatshirt a lot lately. And it was pretty cruel because it's Mm -hmm. like, I I think that they, teens usually make comments like that. I'll never forget somebody made fun of me for not having an iPhone, either freshman or sophomore year of college. And I was really happy. It was like a smartphone and it was maybe like a Microsoft phone, which is honestly pretty trash looking back but like it was a smartphone and -hmm. it was good for the times it just wasn't an iphone but somebody i'll never forget someone like tried to clown me for it the Mm -hmm. way that and people i feel like people clown androids and androids clown iphones but it's more so teasing because both phones are expensive and we're all getting clowned (laughs) but truthfully marco making fun of spinner for his outfit and wearing it a bunch of times is kind of mean besides the fact that it may have been nasty because i mean spinner just probably doesn't wash laundry we know what we know about spinner right and we'll say that he looks like he smells and all these things so that's just facts but 
at that point in your life when you're not really providing for yourself, it like it obviously makes Spinner insecure because he knows that his family might not have the money mm-hmm. to buy new clothes all the time. And I mean, it's a hoodie. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's wearing the same underwear over and over that we know of. Right. So I mean, honestly, he probably <laughs> is, but by choice. It, by choice. Exactly. But I can see why, like, I feel bad for Spinner in this because it just made him feel more insecure about the fact that he's seen next to Jimmy all the time, who has this flashy stuff. And we know that. Um, right. And like, I'd be mad at Spinner a lot, but I'm going to give him this one that same. it was just really mean to him, even though he can be kind of an idiot. Absolutely. Um, Spinner, rightfully, he gets offended and he gets really defensive about his financial situation and he mocks Jimmy for being a spoil by his parents, which results in Jimmy calling Spinner a freeloader and upset. Jimmy finds or Spinner finds Jimmy's new MP3 player like once they kind of leave and he decides I'm going to keep it, which is not a good look because that's your fucking friend and you go to a really small school. So I don't understand how you thought you were going to get away with this. But here we are. Mm -hmm. Spinner has never has not shown good like foresight in the past. So. I guess this is makes sense. Yeah. Emma is telling people not to eat the cafeteria at the cafeteria when Ellie approaches her to tell her a very valid argument. If I was starving to death in the third world, I'd rather die of cancer in the future than not have a future at all. Mr. Radich comes out to confiscate Emma's flyers, accusing them of being propaganda. However, later that day, Sheila, the cafeteria worker, runs an ad for the cafeteria with JT about the quality of her food. This pisses Emma off because she was silenced only for Radish to then turn around and run his own ad campaign. <laughs> I I will think it's clear that whose side I'm on. I do agree with Mr. Radish at the core of his argument is that, bitch, these are expensive. I think Degrassi has shown a, a history of not being able to afford things and using outside resources so that they can afford things to make things nicer for students such as computers. So, like, at the core of his argument, I think he's right. And I think Emma's doing a lot and she's doing a lot of fear mongering. Mm-hmm. We know that for me, but my question for you is, whose side are you on, Radich or Emma? I literally, one of my notes is I could have ended the episode after Ellie read Emma. So I think I, like she made the best point, but I think I lean more towards Radich for sure. Because like, I think this also goes back to one of those first episodes where Emma was fighting for the propaganda about the computers and stuff like that. But again, to the point it was helping students who are less privileged, like Sean, who need to be able to use a computer. So in this situation, I feel like Emma's coming from a sense of privilege and it's like, absolutely right. Like you can decide to not eat the food at school, but sometimes that's the only option for people to eat in their day. You know what I mean? And she's not considering that because she's just so worried about being on a high horse about whatever the heck it is today. Right. And she's not really worried about the cost and she's not really worried about how this would impact those people who depend on the food at school to be low cost. She's just Mm -hmm. worried on a maybe, maybe it's bad. And, And like, by all means, we should be worried about things that are going to impact people long term, regardless of the amount of money that they have. However, the like there are plenty of issues that we know that things are harmful to people in low-income neighborhoods and we should stop them from happening and nobody does anything about it. Like, I don't know, a water sy- system in a town mm-hmm. over a history of decades, years, however long, that is ineffective and leads to cities not having access to water. Like, that was something maybe you should have gotten on, Emma. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, there's just so many more arguments where that energy is useful. But I think if you can't step outside again of your privilege or outside of your own view, then you're not going to get the message across correctly. Yeah. And I think we see that a lot with Emma. I don't know if she ever does kind of 
step back and better this part of herself. But we'll definitely be along for the ride to see if she <laughs> we'll does. Be, right. All right. So Emma, who was wearing an anti-GM food shirt, storms into the cafeteria to berate JT and Toby about eating at the cafeteria. This is another problem that I have because Emma kept saying that she just wants people to be educated about the food they were eating. They were. JT and Toby know very well her opinion on GM foods. They made the decision that was best for them. But now she's shaming them for it. We later learned, and we like, yeah, so we later learned that JT doesn't come from like a rich family. So perhaps he's one of the families that Emma needs to consider who Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to afford more. Like, come on. Anyway, so she reaches out, and as I said earlier, she tries to snatch Toby's plate from him, which results in Jimmy being hit with food. Angry, Jimmy then throws the food back, but he misses the hit page, which incites a full-on food fight. Question. Have you ever witnessed a food fight? This is a great question, because I was going to ask you if I ever told you about the time that, I think it was my senior year, it was the last... Maybe the last lunch period before we did like finals and all that stuff. So they'd be half days. It was the last lunch period. And I went to a really small arts high school. So the senior prank was going to be a food fight. But because our class is so small, word got around to our teachers. So (laughs) we're like in the cafeteria on our last day, our last official lunch period. And the principal and every like teacher they could find is coming around to every lunch table, making everyone throw their food out once they were done. Like no one could hold on to anything. So that was not (laughs) on my watch at all. And again, the last day, small art school, we didn't really do any, we don't have any sports team. So there was really no major bang for us to go out. So everybody wanted to do a food fight. It didn't happen. It happened to some capacity apparently, because I just remember that three or two people got suspended or like expelled seniors got expelled because they either threw food that they like put in their pocket for later or like when the bell rang someone like got on a skateboard and started skateboarding down the hallway and they were expelled and didn't get to walk um graduation with us wow that's shitty i'm sorry it didn't even result in what you guys kind of wanted to happen either it didn't like i think i remember there being food on one floor so mad Because if you're going to go out with a bang, at least be like, I started the best food fight of all time. But no. (laughs) I think that's also kind of like a good senior prank. Because I feel like I've never heard a good senior prank that wouldn't result in a lot of issues. And I think that's kind of a good one. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be involved because that's gross. But I would support people who did. (laughs) And it's just like there are more people involved. So if y'all all do something at once, it's just like the the whole class isn't going to walk. So we can't walk. Exactly. Yeah. Because then, you know, you're going to piss our parents off. So you're just going to have to suffer it. I mean, if anything, make us all clean the cafeteria. Right. I'm very anti, though, because I like really hate condiments. So I was never going to participate. Like if I would have got hit with some ketchup, I would have cried. Ketchup. You don't like ketchup. I would have cried, bitch. All right, so I've never seen a food fight in myself. Anyway, Emma gets sent to the principal's office, and I don't agree with this because she didn't actually throw in any food intentionally. She's the only one who didn't throw food, but Mr. Radich is so irritated with her shit that he's just like, you know what, I'm going to get you, little bitch, and this is what he gets her on. (laughs) So Emma gets sent home. Meanwhile, Jimmy discovers that his MP3 player is missing. He throws his backpack against the wall, and no one says anything. Spinner taunts Jimmy about losing his MP3 player and then brags about how he's going to buy a triple five soul hoodie later that day. Both Jimmy and Marco look at him like, where'd you get this money from? And how? And he doesn't have an answer because he shouldn't have said anything. So Spinner ends up finding Sully in the bathroom and he markets Jimmy's MP3 player to him. 
Sully agrees to buy it for $120. And Spinner is dumb because he didn't even add $10 for shipping and handling. Look, I have the same note. How do you not add tax and shipping and handling when you live in Canada and it's also oh more God. expensive? Like oh you didn't think it through. <laughs> He's the dumbest thief. It sucks. Like if you're going to sell something of your best friends and ruin your friendship, please do it right. At least like triple what you should have made for right. it. My God. <laughs> So Emma's back on her menace shit. She's in Mr. Simpson's class, refusing to leave on the grounds of freedom of speech. Snake sends her ass home, though, because he's like, I don't have time for this. I'm not involved in these games. I'm not, you know, I'm your teacher. I'm not your stepdaddy at school. Right. Which is funny because I'm two episodes ago, she was yelling at him, you're not my daddy. But anyway. Literally, they've been trying to not blur the lines for so long. The beginning of this episode, I feel like he was working really hard to do it. And then here she comes because it's convenient for her to blur the lines. Actually, no, it's in first season. First season, she looks at him. Or first episode of season three, she looks at him and she goes, you're not my dad. And I was thinking about bringing back that damn clip. <laughs> we, we need a video comp of like all the time someone yells, you're not my dad. There's anyway. probably a lot. <laughs> right. So... Liberty's hair is also a mess, just as a side note. It's crimped in a half up, half down with a headband to match her outfit. Whoever did hair that day had to be experimenting with the black character's hair because what was going on there? I have no idea. All right. So Emma tries to weaponize Snake being her new dad against him and he sends her little ass home. Emma does not leave, though. (laughs) Mr. Radish finds Emma outside protesting by herself. Ellie is interviewing Emma for the Degrassi grapevine. We know your position. You're against GM Foods. Mr. Radish comes out to tell Emma that she either needs to apologize on the morning announcement or get a one-week suspension. This is where I get pissed because as an educator, it's like Mr. Radish is very obviously engaging in a power struggle with Emma and he's not going to win. Like, telling her to shut up has not made her win. She's absolutely wrong. But, like, maybe there's a better way to, I don't know. There has to be a better way. We don't have any money. So like, what are your solutions? How can we get money? Maybe we can get organic apples if you come up with a plan to raise money. Anything. Anything. She's going to do it. Make it a project for her. I mean, anything but, yeah. Anything but sending her home where she's just going to think of plans to like go against you when she gets back. Like at least put it to good use. Yes. I think I actually say that in my moral what I kind of would have suggested, but I am a counselor, so nobody ever listens to me, and I always have all the right ideas. Anyway, <laughs> so Jimmy apologizes to Spinner after school. He kind of, like, blows off the apology because he's doing dirt. Sully then finds Spinner to buy the MP3 player right in front of Jimmy, and shit gets awkward because Jimmy adds things up real quick. Wow. Sounds like a steal. That's because it is. Jimmy gets goes to breakfast the next day and Spinner gives him back his MP3 player. He's finally gotten the job working in the cafeteria and he explains that he's really sorry, but he was just jealous. Jimmy rightfully is not impressed and Spinner only didn't follow through with it because he got caught. So like he was going to sell that shit to Sully and Absolutely. go about his business. But then Jimmy just happened to be right there. So they're no longer best friends as a result. And honestly, they needed a break from each other. meanwhile emma's at home sulking snake asks emma if this is a hill she wants to die on we don't even know if it's harmful we don't know if it's safe and i'm scared to take that chance in conclusion yes this is the hill that many of y'all want to die on snake leaves the decision up to emma and the next morning emma has an apology plan for the morning announcements but in the middle of giving her speech she decides against it 
She accepts the suspension and we see Ashley smiling in response. Emma goes home and the episode ends. This is important about Ashley and like Emma working together because I I feel like in the background, Ashley and Emma worked a lot on projects and like initiatives and environmental stuff. We don't see their friendship a lot in the forefront, but I think that the relationship that they have throughout their time at Degrassi together led to some of the discomfort she had in season three with some of the shit that went down with Manny. Mm. I was like, mm, like, were you upset? Well, she was upset because I think she was judgy, but I also think that she, I mean, she was upset because it's like, it's awkward girl. I work with her all the time. Right. Like, what am I supposed to do? And for me in adulthood, I, I don't know. Question. <laughs> if somebody you work with, if you knew that your best friend were fucking somebody you works with boyfriend, you work closely with that person. What would you do with that information? Uh, because I feel like I'm inclined to say I'm not telling that person because you ain't. My yeah, friend. right. Like, like I'm, work I'm, friends are very different from real life friends. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of the time you tell someone, even if it is a friend, your man is doing dirt and your friend does not want to listen to you. So that's right. your, how your friends react. How's that going to work if you tell your coworker that her man is cheating on her with her best friend, your best friend? She's not yeah. going to leave you. And then it's just, just going to make things awkward. And then she's going to blame you. And for what? So now you just pissed off your best friend <laughs> and you pissed off your coworker. And now she's awkward. At least if you don't say anything, when she finds out, you can pretend like you ain't know. App, that's easier to do than to say it and then know that your best friend's going to be mad at you and it's never going to be the same b- between you and your coworker. So now right. you shouldn't have said shit. Right. I will say that I think coworkers is a little bit different than classmates because it's like, damn, I got to see you for the next three years. And right. you know Degrassi keeps extending, so it's like, we'll be here for college. Until they retire uh, from the workforce, pretty much. Ex- exactly. But yeah, so anyway... So I had a moral and it was that basically people have the right to exp- express their opinions, even though if they are based on nothing but fear. <laughs> but from an educator standpoint, I think it would have been better for Radage to allow the students an opportunity to research and prevent present their opposing views on GM foods. Then he could have allocated a certain amount of the budget towards including additional organic options in the cafeteria. Like, I think that there's, first of all, as someone who works in education, I know that there's always money available. So, like, even if you lie and say that there isn't, there is. My boss today saying that ain't no money, but somehow he had enough money to create a new auditorium, build a cafeteria, and also build a door between the room next to himself so he could have a bigger conference room. So it's oh like, y'all be saying God. there's no money, but I know there's money. Um, So I think that there there is it. But alternatively... He could have then put the onus on Emma to run a campaign in order to generate additional funds towards GM, like organic foods. So then like that would have solved the problem and eliminated the stupid ass power struggle. But when you only have five teachers on your payroll, I'm going to assume that Mr. Riders was busy covering for one of them. <laughs> yeah. So he did what he saw fit for the time being. Like there was no future thinking it was like right now the only way to shut this girl up is to suspend her ass and get her out of here (laughs) so yeah i feel that that is amazing my moral is just that it's not always about you um as we kind of discussed with emma the again you have the right to that opinion but the reason that things are happening or like the fact that other people have to eat this whether they care about the scorpion dna or not 
it's not about you. People have things going on outside of that. And then for Spinner, just like, again, like I said earlier, like Jimmy isn't purposely flashy with the things he got. It's not about Spinner and making him feel bad. This is just the life that Jimmy lives and Spinner lives a different life. Um, Spinner was dead wrong for stealing from Jimmy and you can't really take that back because he had the chance to not do that and he decided to even though again it wasn't about him and I mean him and Jimmy were both wrong in a sense like when Jimmy was making fun of his clothes but then Jimmy um, apologized to him and Spinner was too busy trying to sell his mp3 player to really take it for what it was so yeah I agree. Um, yeah, I think that they literally could have avoided all that if Spinner had just uh, expressed to him that he is jealous of the life Jimmy lives, even if Jimmy can't do anything about it, but invite him over his house for dinner, you know? All right. But one thing Spinner's going to do is impulsively make a decision that impacts the rest of his life. I mean, season you four, know. time stands still. Yep. If you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. But this is a theme with Spinner all the damn time. And it's unfortunate. Jimmy should have stopped being friends with him while he had the chance. And we probably would have a very different outcome. <laughs> Look at you. Anyway. Um, yeah, any other questions or comments about this episode? No. That's all I have for you today, friends. All right. Next on Degrassi, it comes with a trigger warning back and effect. Paige is finally coming to terms with his rape, just as Dean and the Bardell team return to Degrassi for a basketball game. She tries to be strong, but Dean's taunts about raping her cause Paige to distance herself from the spirit squad before the big game. Meanwhile, Ellie and Marco film a commercial for Snake's class, but argue over what the style should be. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for or some derivative under some derivative of the below the dot. You'd think that since I've read this 20 times, I would know it. <laughs> Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes, even if there's technical issues. Bye. <laughs> Where am I? Where the demons doing this going on?